The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to episode number 255 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. Joined, as always, by pew, 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 DJ Nick. What's up, Nick? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, Fast like, wrote a, a song before this started. You're not going to do it now. No, of course. This is our little private friendship, and I'm not going to laugh anymore. We can't have any friendships. We're here to talk about baseball. No, right. Yeah, we're yes. here to talk about baseball. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. I, I don't know. who happened. What happened with the list? Every pitcher sucks right now. Well, no, no pitchers no. are good. I mean, as you know this, with the list, it's like the top 45. Yeah, kind of are staying in the top 45. And then after that, in the second half, it's like, all right, we're just going to keep moving things around until other people can go into that top 45 and funnel in. You it's know? a wasteland. The whole the whole landscape's a wasteland, not just with pitching, but uh, you start a week and 19 people are on the COVID IL and then games are postponed. That was a doubleheader. And what do you do? Do you get a complete game and all the points in a short and seven? It's like maddening right now. That, it's, I was unbelievably coherent, actually. That was, it was, that was right? surprising. I, I will say, yeah, Lance Lynn on the IL all of a sudden missing one start. It's kind of crazy, right? Uh, you have, uh, obviously, Strasburg leaving this one and Max Fried as well. So you have some innate uh, changes on the list because of that. But then again, sure. Gray and Gallon, which we'll get into, are also getting added. So in some ways, it balances out. Peaks and valleys. I'm also thinking about, like, uh, Cunha getting hurt a little bit, but it could be mild. And then, like, mm. I don't know about you. One of my teams is just decimated. Oh, yeah. Like, Cattell Marte and Cody Bellinger and Chris Owings. And, like, every single person sure. I have is just hurt. And it's maddening. I, I also wonder, too, like, is there... Uh, I, I don't know. We'll have to... Um, what's the name of the guy on Twitter who's awesome, who does all the fantastic injury work? He has that... Derek Rhodes. Yeah, Derek Rhodes. Rhodes, yes. right? Um, I, I got to see if he can see if like there are more injuries so far this year to begin the year. I think than, there were more leg injuries. More leg what injuries. I saw. Okay. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot Derek's name. His work is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I wanna, I'm going to make sure... I'm going to look up the exact... What his exact uh, Twitter handle is, I want to say too. it's D. Roa. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. D R H O A three. Doctor Homeowners Association three. <laughs> I don't know why Derek decided to make his Twitter handle Doctor <laughs> Homeowners Association. It's the third three. one too. There's yeah. two others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Who, who else are these doctor homeowner associations? Uh, once again, too many jokes. All right, so uh, so much to talk about today. If you're not on PL Plus, you should be. That thing is is on fire at all times. Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, this is actually we've been waiting since the end of 2019. People will come came in through 2020, and where they were waiting for really the hype of the season. They didn't really get it last year. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, the past like three weeks, it's been ridiculous in the best way. I mean, even the, the MLB released a press release today saying the first three weeks were more streamed than like ever before. Mm-hmm. The history of like MLB.tv, which is great, great for everyone, great for the sport, great for you and me. If you if you're looking for news, you're probably not going to get it today because, or at least on this podcast, because the first pitch podcast takes care of all that. Mm-hmm. You turkeys, it's it's there. I had I heard yours this morning. I got a small bone to pick with you, but we're going to get to that later on. Do you about that? Uh, but that's that's good. That, that that's called a tease. Um, I saw your tweet, so I imagine I know who this is. You do know who it's all about. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Um. Well, we'll save that for later. Uh. The stream schedule. You are on. You're a Twitch star now. Uh, so where, where can I'm a people medium uh, <laughs> Twitch uh, streamer? No, uh, yeah, Twitch.tv slash Pitcher List every single morning, eight thirty a.m. Monday through Friday. Um, watch as I answer your questions. I do the first pitch podcast. I do my streaming rankings, and actually, I'm adding at the end uh, that I'm going to go over some picture that you guys request inside the chat, and we're just going to watch it and we're going to break it down. Not to mention. I give away free months of PL Plus during that Twitch stream. For example, if I do the podcast in no edits, I give away a free month of PL Plus to two people. So definitely watch and have a have a fun time and root for me to not edit the podcast at all. I've done it twice so far. It's no edit Mondays. Oh, apparently. very nice. I dig that. Yeah, yeah. So then also I do Mondays and Wednesdays at noon. I'm also having an extra stream. So today was the list. You can watch me for three hours as I did the list mm-hmm. and went over all your questions and everything like that. And and we we talked about it. it was it was a fun process going through all of that. And then, of course, on Wednesdays, it's going to be just, again, pitcher breakdowns for two hours. You guys tell me who you want to watch. I will be there talking about every pitch, every decision, and how I feel about that guy after. Now, I feel bad because I I can't ever watch the afternoon stream because I Mm. try and remain, you know, I want to remain unbiased. You're on YouTube after, youtube.com slash pitcher list. Oh, that's interesting. I might be able to do that. It's it's the same reason why I, even this past week, you you released your SP Roundup this past Sunday, Saturday night. It was like late Saturday night. I saw it Sunday morning. I was like, I'm going to stay away. I want to be able to, you know. But I think you're really missing an opportunity on Monday mornings. Like, we need like a, a, um, a... morning show theme. I need like title cards that are like, you know, Rise and Shine with Nick or something something, you know, 8.30s early. We need, I need something that. like we that. We need that. Yeah. We need morning music for you. We need like all that hokey I, morning I actually have stuff. a friend of mine who's uh, is coming by in about a month or so when we're both fully vaxxed mm. who is, uh, who's going to try and make some transitions, some things like that and really spice up the show. Very nice. So we're looking forward to that. I like that. Also, James Shiano expected schedules every other week. Uh, the next four starts for every rotation. Wow. Yeah, it's invaluable. If you guys know the uh, the early April schedule article I put out in like January yes. and then updated in March, I've been referencing that myself for the, you know, who they're going to get and the opponents and stuff. Incredibly, it's just invaluable mm. uh, when you're making these decisions. And now James Shiano is going to be doing it every other week and updating those four starts. Wow. So you should just have this bookmarked on the site. Uh, he put it out this morning. Definitely check it out. Yeah, that is a really nice resource to have. You know, there's something kind of fun, too, where when you're, like, winning a week or you're really losing a week in a head-to-head categories league or a head-to-head points league, and you're like, all right, I want to use this fab period to actually plan for next week right. and get ahead of the game because people are usually so... Like, right now, if you had Lucas Giolito like I did today, you can just worry about other 
extra stuff. You know what I mean? Hey, who knows? Maybe your opponent will have a star like that too. That's true. That did happen. Uh, I, I did play, um, who did I play? Max Posner this past week, mm-hmm. and he had Hendricks last night, and it almost oh, was catastrophic man. for him, but it wasn't. I ended up winning by, and for a different reason. But yeah. I, oh, so I, you won. I did win. I, I, I held on. I almost lost on Sunday night again. It came down to Travis Darno, <laughs> and if you would have gotten another RBI or home run, I would have lost, and I was oh like, my. I can't even look because I, mean, I, I can't You deserved this. it last week. I, and I, did. But I didn't get it. It doesn't matter. It deserves. Know, deserve it cares. It. So, I mean, I'm happy you got it this time. Yeah. I, I will say there is something fun about, and I, I think this is invaluable to say for people listening in a categories league, there is something liberating about getting blown up on the first day. Just go for the wins and the strikeouts and stream out the wazoo. Yeah, you can have some fun getting streamers. And also, you could luck into things that totally. you didn't expect were going to happen. And I'm like, wait a second. I maybe want to hold on to Kyle Gibson for a couple more starts. Yes, exactly. As maybe. we are going to talk maybe. about later, maybe he picked not. up on the tease. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into Kyle Gibson, though, we're going to take a look at the top 20. There's another guy. Uh, so something interesting that I tweeted out earlier today as well. You can follow us at AlexFast8, at PitcherList. Um, we're also on Instagram, at PitcherList, at AlexFastPL. And I'm on TikTok, at yeah. AlexFastPL, trying to get Nick on TikTok, which is a very difficult sentence to say. And I want him to get on just so I don't have to say it anymore. Um, <laughs> so it's four pitchers yet to give up a home run with a minimum of 20 innings pitch. We were going to be able to add Matthew Boyd until that last inning in Oakland yesterday. Mm. Still, Second longest streak of his career. Very impressive. Those four pitchers are Kyle Gibson, Johnny Cueto, Clayton Kershaw, and the first guy we're going to talk about in the top 20. That's really impressive from Tyler Glasnow, a dude who was pretty notorious for getting up the long ball, did not hasn't given up a home run yet. So Glasnow has this new slider, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's ridiculously good. The problem is, you know, we only saw it for three starts, and we're like, hey, is he going to be able to do that against the Yankees? And he actually wasn't very good with that slider over the weekend. Had five innings over 100 pitches. Mm. I mean, you can interpret that many ways. Be like, okay, he's not efficient. Yep. And when he didn't have that slider, it's kind of the same old Glasnow. But at the same time, the Rays let him go over 100 pitches. That's really nice. That's like a little different of a, you know expectation in Tampa Bay. Very, very good there. Um, and I will also say he survived. You know, he didn't allow like four runs or something like that. Maybe it's the Yankees. Sure. Maybe that's just Glasnow still being good with it. But that's what's funny that you say that to the same old Glasnow is still a very good Glasnow, right? Yes, but it's yeah. also uh, someone we've seen being volatile, right? Sure. Like we've seen a sub two ERA like in 2019, but then a four plus in 2020, mm-hmm. right? And so we're going to see both sides of it maybe. But the fact that he had a difficult outing and still had a low ERA with it. It makes me feel a little bit more confident for when he does have a slider. It's just bad news that he doesn't have a slider the entire year. You know, that's what you wanted. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, uh, another person to bring up on this list who is in a category of not having given up something is Brandon Woodruff, who is the only pitcher as of us talking right now who has yet to give up a barrel on the season. That's he amazing. goes tonight. That is absolutely amazing. Nathan Eovaldi. Was, today was the first time he gave up a barrel, which was a Luis Robert uh, double, which is insane. Brandon Woodruff yet to give up a barrel. I mean... Pretty impressive start, not just for him, for the Brewers. Oh, of course. I imagine a lot of people expected Burns to be ahead of Woodruff, mm. who actually is right after Woodruff here. We might talk about it in a second, but Woodruff is going to get more innings, and he's just proven himself as, yeah, I'm going to throw like six innings on a given night, and they're going to be of quality for the most part. Sure. So as of right now, he's probably going to get 180 innings or so. I don't think he's going to be pushed to 200. The Brewers have been pretty you know, uh, strict about like, hey, yes, it's going to be 100 innings extra from 2020 that would put Woodruff around 170 180 still I feel like with the other guys like Flaherty and Castillo Maeda and Snell there have been more question marks at the moment and Woodruff is just like hey I'm really really good yeah so he's at 12 now 
Yeah, you don't really have to worry about that. And to be honest, like I, I wonder how quickly those plans go out the window because like if they're in a in a really uh, um, tight playoff race, they're not going to yeah. be like, all right, Woodruff, take a back seat, Bubba. You know, yeah, they're uh, definitely relying on Woodruff a lot. Yeah, exactly. But so, now, are, do you think they're going to do the same thing for Burns though? I mean, it, it really depends on what that playoff situation it looks like. I mean, I guess theoretically, if at the end of the year all of their starters are still firing on all cylinders. But even then, I mean, all of these guys are theoretically innings limit threats. Like, Freddie Peralta is another guy. What are they going to do? They're going to go to, uh, what's his name? Who's their number three? Um, Why am I blanking on his name? Right? Lauer? Hauser? Hauser. They're not going to be like, all right, Hauser's our ace, baby. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. You know what I mean? They're going to have to rely on them. Also, you know what? At that point, we'll worry about that down the line. Be happy with these fantastic starts from Woodruff and Burns. Maybe they make a trade if they're doing well at the deadline. Yeah, that's the other interesting point. Try and get try and get a guy who's got a uh, you know that can rely on a little bit more. Matthew Boyd finally on the move. Oh yeah, great into another <laughs> uh, into a big home run park but, like Milwaukee. Uh, but yeah, I mean with Burns, he's pitching so well. Like the quality of inning right now from Burns is, I mean, it's like top five almost. You yeah. know? Uh it's just I don't expect more than 165 at most, and that's a problem when you have everyone above him who could throw through 200 innings essentially. Yes. Um. So other guys in the top 20, by the way, though. So both those guys are in the top 20. They haven't cracked the top 10 yet, but they're close. At 11 uh, is Glasnow, Woodruff 12, Burns 13. Another guy making his debut inside of the top 20. No surprise here is Zach Gallon at 15. What are you thinking about Zach Gallon? So Zach Gallon got a little bit of a discount before because we're like, oh no, he's going to go 160 innings as opposed to maybe. 180 of the others but now that he's missed two weeks that kind of is that difference right mm-hmm. there so I decided you know what I'll put him above Castillo and Maeda and Snell at the moment he's at 15 and I mean he looked good in his debut I'm excited for more Zach Allen he did look pretty good there was a little bit shaky in the first inning and I was like oh maybe this is just a you know uh, an IL situation but no he no. was he was yeah he doing... denied the still ill that is a still injured list layover what, what a seamless yeah. transition that was from the um what was the other one? The DH one? DLH. Yeah, the DLH. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah I'm Ill. happy they moved away from disabled list. I'm very happy. Injured list, much better. Yeah, now but it's I, still Ill. I like still ill. It's yeah. a, I'm glad that we have that that punt. Um, all right, and then uh, Sonny Gray also returned. Yes. Came back, looked, looked pretty good. Yeah, it looked all right. I wanted more from him. I mean, it was under five innings, uh, and it was against Cleveland, and he kind of wanted a little bit more than that, mm-hmm. but curveball and slider was solid. Um, and I think you should feel confident with Gray moving forward. Yep. And then two other guys almost to the top 20, and that's Sandy Alcantara, who, listen, you look at the stat line from last week, you're like, why? And then you realize it all happened in the seventh, right? All of those earned runs, I believe, were in the seventh. Not to mention he has 10 earned runs in his last three starts, and you're thinking, Nick, what is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. How is it Sandy Alcantara? He has four starts. All of them have been at least six innings. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's throwing 98-mile-per-hour Chet on the corner with a 93-mile-per-hour changeup and a yeah. really good slider as well. I mean, if you watch any of these games, it is, it's like, oh, yeah, there's Lance Lynn, you know, essentially. That's what, he's, that's what it feels like he's doing Yeah. on a given night. It's really beautiful, and I think it's just going to be much better from, from here moving forward. Yeah, right. definitely. It, it, Excited. It's, I, I really dig guys like that because those are the guys that you can buy low on, quote-unquote. You know, oh, someone man. you point to the 10 earned runs in the last three starts, like you said. You point to that a guy who doesn't pay attention as much and sees four earned runs. Like, yeah, why am I going to hold on to this guy's six innings? Take advantage of that. Go go buy Sandy Alcantara. Uh, the up. last guy. Oh, go yeah, ahead. I think you'd be excited by the next one. That's what I was going to say. About Lance. Oh, Lance McCullers. At first, I was like, why am I excited about Lance Lynn? Um, <laughs> I am. I am really excited about Lance McCullers Jr. I hate to be the guy who's like, well, yeah, his last start. Uh, his last no, start. He was sick. He was like fully sick. I think yeah. he was recovering from a COVID vaccine. Yeah, like, was why like, was he even starting? Yeah. I don't know. He was like, I had to get an IV. Right. He looked terrible. <laughs> um, I will say, though, like, I mean, if all those pieces click, 
if he, if he's throwing that slider for strikes, if he has that curveball, and then even if like what, what's so exciting about him is even if he just has those pitches with the sinker, he doesn't even need the changeup. But if he has all four of those pitches and he can string together a few starts with all four of those pitches, I mean, even with these poor starts, they haven't been that bad. The command has not been great. If he can just get it, it's gonna be so good. So I will say, after Ryu, who's number nineteen, mm-hmm. he's the last of that tier of tier three. It, there is a significant drop off. Okay, so it goes wheel. Uh, excuse me, Ryu, and that drop off then begins with Wheeler, Alcantara, McCullers. Morgan. Right, because yeah. I mean, if you look at the back half of this, I mean, Zach Blesak just got lit up by the White Sox, and hopefully that's just kind of an anomaly. It's an exception and not gonna stick around. Um, you have Zach Greinke, Barrios, who Barrios is now you know, shifting back towards first base. We talked about, and it's just like, well, the curveball isn't there, and the whole thing about yes, this is Jose Barrios. Hi, welcome. Yeah. Uh, you have, uh, I mean, you have exciting guys at the end who just haven't done it for the history, like Joe Musgrove and, and Tyler Molly. I have Dylan Bundy coming up, but you can see there's a big difference between all of these names and like Kenta Maeda, Blake, yeah, Blake Snell, Genjin Ryu, right? You know what it feels like? It feels like in the first couple of weeks. You ever been to an eye doctor? An optometrist? Yeah. Yes. I mean, you, you don't have like poor eyesight like no. I do, but you still, you remember you go to the optometrist, there's like better, one or two. Of course, yeah. Right? So it feels like the first week, it was, things were a little clearer, and now we're looking at image number two, and things are a little bit blurrier, and then yeah. we're just going back and forth and back and forth, and this is kind of that blurry tier for sure. Um, I did want, so you brought up two things. One, I had to bite my lips so hard when Zach Plezak got blown up that I almost drew <laughs> blood because I'm not going to take any victory laps. Uh, I'm proud of you, Fast. You've come you. so far. I've come so far. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> Jose Barrios, I was watching that start against Boston, and I was like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm. Maybe he actually is going to be able to sustain this for a little while. Maybe mm. he's not going to get blown up. And then he just completely unraveled in the second part of that. But here's the start. thing, though. So remember the first start? We're like, okay, get ready for the bad. Mm-hmm. And it did show up. And now we have to say, okay, now get ready for the good. Because yes. this is what happens. And when it's low, it gets high. And then it gets high, it gets low, right? Yeah, you just yeah, got to yeah. be ready for it. So, hey, be excited. It's still all right. Like, Barrios is still going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nice in Roto Leagues because you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's, just gonna go. yeah. it's just going to balance out. It's just going to balance out. That's pretty you. much the, the slogan for Roto Leagues. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just don't worry about just it. You're going to be it. fine. Don't even pay attention. <laughs> don't pay attention quite yet. Uh, interesting to see. I mean, man, could you imagine if two years ago I was like, Nick, yeah, Dylan Bundy's a top 30 pitcher. I know, right? I think you would have just fired me. <laughs> like, justifiably now, so. Now, if he'd gone two years before that, though, I would be like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's your ace. Um, so why is Dylan Bundy now in the top three? I mean, he's just been doing well. You know, I mean, the concerns I had was that, okay, we've only really seen it for one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they came out the first start throwing gas. It was a little bit slower after that. Relative Bundy gas. Yes. We're talking like 94, yeah. which is what? You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to throw like 91. Yeah. Actually, in his last start, I think it averaged 89 to 90. In 2020, yes, which was like okay, not I'm a great, little Bob. scared. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Dylan Bunny throwing gas at the beginning came down a little bit recently, but yeah, he's still performing very well. The only concern really I have about Bundy is that it's a sick man rotation, and the Angels, you know, they they're kind of weird with their rotations. Asterisk, because we've already yeah. seen B- Otani skip two starts, I think, with the blister sure. issue. He's, he's p- pitching this week. Yeah, uh, I remember last week, and I I agree that he yeah, won't yeah. pitch this week. But it was the same story last week. He's and pitching obvi- this week. Obviously, the COVID IL stuff um, is has pushed it back. So there's like ten days in between. I think a Griffin Canning start, and it's it can be mm. very weird with Los Angeles, and that's a it's, it's annoying a bit uh, being a Bundy manager. But still, I mean, he's pitching incredibly well. You should be in the top 30. I will say, I, I, I was looking up real quick just to make sure that I wasn't crazy. Uh, the Angel staff has actually been pretty impressive yes. so far to start the year. And there's another reason uh, why that we haven't brought up yet that we're going to bring up later. That oh, is that right? There is. Uh, and that's why they are top 10 in FIP. 
Uh, one of their one of their pitchers is, is pretty exciting, a guy that we've talked about in the past, and I'm excited to talk about him later. But for now, we're actually going to bring up Hayes. What, what is this thing you're teasing? What, what, oh, you know, you'll see. Oh, I got it. <laughs> that was very good. I like that. Uh, it took you a little moment. It did. Yeah. I was like, okay, we're on the same page, are we? Oh, yeah, we are. Okay, great. Um, Hazel Cesardo, he fell a little bit. Is it just the, I mean... It's just not there yet. You know I what know. I mean? He, like, he's not a finished product. No, he's I, not. I mean, Ian put out a tweet. You know, Sars, of course, if you don't know, you know, I don't know what you're doing. Just Wait. go follow him. <laughs> <laughs> he's our hero. Uh, but uh, but Ian put out a tweet about uh, a drop in vertical movement, a little bit less spin on the, on the secondary stuff. Uh, it is a little concerning. At the same time, I think Luzardo is someone that overtime is going to be really good. There, that's kind of a thought process I have with a lot of pitchers on this list. Like, starting June 1st. Uh, I think they'll be a lot better. That's generally what I call giving a guy a tiara, mm. as in they'll turn it around right away. Yeah. And Luzardo has that right now. So I know a lot of people are worried about the first, I think, three starts that he's had. Stick it out. I think uh, Luzardo stuff is just too good for the long haul. Can Chris Paddock or Patrick Corbin be considered tiaras? Oh, yeah. They have tiaras, and they have their own little mini tier. That we'll get oh, very nice. I'd like to hear that. Uh, pretty wild to see. Isn't he's, uh, Not in these notes, but just seeing John Means, number 36. Pretty crazy. Dominated the Rangers. Without the velocity. Uh, well, uh, yeah. That, what, it was, was 92. Still, that's but that's 91.8. Oh. Well, yeah. But, uh, like, last year, it was 93.8 to 95. Yeah. And what got me excited about John Means was seeing, like, the elite velocity and that amazing changeup yep. with the developing uh, curveball and slider. Not, not to say that I was disappointed from yesterday. That was still really good. Good fastball command. Really nice changeup working. Like, that's great. And I'm fine with this. Yeah. I So, yeah, here he is at 36. He's going to get the volume. And he has swing and miss capabilities. Like, if there's nothing wrong, it's just I would love to see it at 94, you know? Yeah, I, I still am a little reticent uh, on means. I'm still like, because I, I, last I checked, too, like, the changeup is still that whiff pitch for him, and then there's really nothing else, right? Well, the fastball's performing very well. Yeah, but there, that curveball isn't really picking up whiffs, right? Sure. It is a, I think, it, it's it's very interesting. Like, I think we we talked about this before, where uh, means' curveball looks loopy. It doesn't look, like, massively sharp. Sure. I'm fine with this. I think it's yeah, like a, it's a very good called strike pitch. Mm. I think the one that actually may be able to develop further that he has done against lefties is the slider. Means could really focus on that against lefties and then change ups to righties. And it could be kind of the Zach Plesak method in that sure. way. Yeah. Uh, I think that can work out very well in Means. Yeah. I think you guys have your ace. Yeah. Just telling you. you reminded me. I don't know if you no, you probably needed a break. I brought up Tristan McKenzie in this past weekend's first pitch podcast. Sure. Every, do you remember what my issue was with Tristan McKenzie? The one thing that I kept harping on about him that I was concerned about? Uh, the the fact that he hadn't been throwing his breaking balls in the spring or slider? To lefties. Like lefties, he just oh, had right, nothing yes, right. against lefties, yep. right? And then every hit he gave up in his start was to a lefty. Is that right? Week. It was three singles, a double, and a home run. Ooh, righty's great, unbelievable. But every lefty, <laughs> every hit was to a lefty. It just kind of all that makes out. me think is uh, he needs to work on burying the slider into the ankles He's, of he, lefties. He stopped doing. It. He won't do the slider anymore. To lefties. What? These are like three times or something. That's well. That's what you do, buddy. I know. It, it, it's interesting. It's it's. And yeah. I, will, I will say, McKenzie isn't someone that has the confidence to be able to throw up and end to a lefty with a four seamer yet. Mm. He doesn't have that overall command with it now. The four seamer, I think, does play well in general, and that's what he's been able to get away with. And against righties, like the slider and curveball do enough. Yeah. That's that's like the story of McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, but it is still tough starts. Like the Cleveland team has 
a really bad schedule. Yeah, I mean, I I, kept, I think that start might have been against no, no I the, think Reds. It was the Reds. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep going back and forth too about like, well, does it really matter? Like, how many out lefties is he going to see? But then I realized like, if anyone was on base for those home runs or those doubles or those singles, like, yeah, it would have really burned you quite a lot. Um, all right, the last one that we're going to talk about before we move to biggest risers, biggest fallers, and the new boys is Trevor Rogers appearing at thirty eight. I mean, he's really good. Fast. He is. Was that last start against the Braves that he yes. looked really good? Yeah, he uh he the only the only runs he allowed was a fastball inside to Acuna that was like ninety seven. Oh, that, that guy. That was in <laughs> off the plate. And not down either. I mean it was middle. It was a really good pitch that yeah. got the swing. He's Acuna just turned on it and sent it over the fence. And I remember I remember watching it and actually screaming out loud, like, No. Because yeah, like, he's amazing. What? Are you serious? You just did a great thing. Like you're not supposed to do that. It's not fair. And Trevor Rogers is is he's great. He is. And Ed Acuna is a cheat code. Like he's just <laughs> watching him. He's just so much fun to watch. He's so explosive. Seriously, like, is. Oh he's my been, god. He's been amazing to watch. All right. So why don't we go ahead? We're gonna move into the biggest risers. And there is I, there's the the most biggest risers we've had uh, this season so far, mm. which is exciting. Usually we're only talking about like three to five guys, and now we've got a, a bunch of guys to talk about. So we're gonna start with Freddie Peralta, who rises 15 from 63 to 48. I think Peralta's value really differs a bit between points leagues and roto leagues. In points leagues, you can kind of make up for those walks with a lot of strikeouts, especially if strikeouts are really favored. That new slider, though, man, it's been almost unhittable to start the year. It's got, a, I think it's a point, it's a 77 batting average against and a 101 expected batting average of the 160 Woba. It's his second most utilized pitch right now. The fastball, I think it has the second or first highest zone rate of his career. Doesn't mean he's out of the woods yet. I think he's had at least three walks in every single start. But, yeah, why is Freddie Peralta up there? So, yeah, Peralta's slider actually didn't perform as well over the weekend as we would like, uh, but that's okay. It's fine. Uh, it's it's kind of funny. I'm going to tell you that Peralta isn't as good as we all think he is, but, uh, I, like, he is a prime sell high to me, but no one's going to buy it, so fine. What do you mean no one's going to buy it? I don't think that, like, you can sell Freddie Peralta for, you know, I have him at 48 or something right now, and... I don't know. I feel like people recognize the volatility of, of Peralta too much. I think in, in my league, if I was trying, in my home league, if I was trying to buy Peralta right now, it would cost me a lot of money. Right, and you wouldn't pay it. No, not and at no all. no one yeah. would pay for it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying that it was, you couldn't sell high right now. I mean, I don't I don't think you can. Oh, but I, you, I was saying you couldn't sell high because people thought he was going to crash. You're saying you can't sell high because no one's going to pay the price. Yeah. Okay, great. I misunderstood. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and you should, though. You should try to pay it. Uh, sorry, trying to sell it because Peralta, look, he throws cross, cross body a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've talked a lot about this before about guys that, if you don't know cross body, essentially your right foot is closer to the first base side. And when you step towards home, generally you want to step in a straight line to the plate. If you step towards third base side or reverse it for a lefty or whatever, that means essentially your your body is focused behind the batter. Mm-hmm. And then you twist your whole body across toward the plate. And you're, now your arm is throwing from right to left as opposed to up to down mm. if you were throwing straight to the plate. Sure. I hope that was descriptive enough. No, it made sense. Essentially, it's just harder to get your timing right, and it gets a weird angle, really good deception. You get a lot more horizontal bend. But it also means that it's really hard to get the ball where you want it to, to go. And there are certain guys that get in rhythm with this and can be effective for a while. Jake Arrieta, this is how Jake mm. Arrieta had that magical 2015 season. He throws cross body. And was just in rhythm with it constantly, right? And then he lost it, and then that's, hi, Jake Arrieta, where mm. are you? Right? I mean, he's with the Cubs, but who cares? Anyway, <laughs> but Adam Adovino, I mean, this is a guy who has the filthiest stuff, but then 
all of a sudden it, you don't know where it's going, right? Sure. And that's this is the curse of Peralta. That's not going to go away. You know, anyone that's envisioning Peralta going to be a top 30 guy, I mean, you got to get really lucky that he gets in rhythm the entire season. And I think that's a very small percentage of the outcomes that can happen with Peralta. Um, I mean, that's why he has the walks. That's why he's general disarray. The uh, the assistant to Professor Chaos of Dinoson Lamette, right? Returning this week? Yeah, <laughs> returning this week. Yeah. Oh, man. Can't wait for that. That's going to be nice. I know, but it's going to be like four innings. That's fine. I'll take it. I know, but I, I just I just want like, proper Dinoson. <laughs> I got to wait another week. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, but with Peralta, like I see him, you see him at 48. Like, Nate, this means you're really high in him. Well, it just means that like the second half of the list is not as exciting. Blurry. Uh, Right, uh, but yeah, you should be rostering Peralta and crossing your fingers that this continues. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, so if he starts to... Uh, okay, let's say he has a poor downturn, the command really goes the wrong way, he starts getting burned as a result of the command, and his price drops, are you acquiring lower? Or are you interested in the second half, or what? I mean, I would make the argument that it's going to be up and down through the year, mm. but I just don't know how long like each pause will be. So it, Roto League just said it and forget, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, and forget. That's the theme of the episode. <laughs> there we go. But uh, yeah, yeah, Peralta, be ready for the blowups. But hey, he's going to have like an eight-inning game at random times, and he's going to have like a four-inning game at random times. Like this is he's a he's a primo cherry bomb. Yes. Speaking of guys that in my mind are cherry bombs and could theoretically come crashing down, Michael Pineda rises thirteen from sixty-six to fifty-three. 178 Babbitt, swing strike rate at a career low, 98% left on base rate. Vargas rule. Yeah, okay, great. This yeah, has been a Vargas it. rule since 2020. <laughs> Just ride it until he explodes. It's exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, like, if you roster Michael Pineda, are you honestly going to drop him for, like, Chris Bassett right now? No. No. Yeah, sure. Right? So there he is. He's at he's at 53. Just like, all right, man, good luck. You know, yeah. he, he, he took care of the Red Sox. No problem. Yeah, that, that was impressive. They are yeah. arguably one of the hottest offenses in baseball right, right now, yeah. Finally! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took some time because it didn't look like... I mean, so even more impressive that they were swept by the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, wow. So, hey, how are you feeling right now? About the Orioles? Yeah. That was nice. I would have liked to have won that 10-inning game yeah, against the Yeah, this is why you're so into Kyle Gibson. Uh, no, <laughs> it, it isn't him. I actually missed all of that start yesterday. Took a nice day just to walk uh-huh. in the park with the wife. Sure, 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 she's sure. very patient with me as I do too much baseball stuff. No, she's wonderful. She is. So I decided to take a little break, and then I came home and watched Matthew mm-hmm. Boyd. Um, <laughs> all right. Waskari Noah rises 35 from 89 to 54. Interesting. Uh, the jump after he got not shelled, but hit pretty hard well, by the okay, Cubs. Keep in mind that Waskari uh, pitched after the list um, last week, right after it. Oh, and okay. then so he had two starts in between. Mm-hmm. And I got really amped uh, from that one last week. He was dominant the first one. It was one. unbelievable. Is it Marlins? Uh, yes. It so. was opposite Sandy Alcantara. Oh, okay. And, oh, he looked so good. Yeah. Um, I think actually, great. no, I think even that one was maybe in the Braves. Uh, and the, I don't know. He's had some really good starts. I mean, he is on the He's Braves. On the what, Braves what's yeah. wrong with me? <laughs> what's say. wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. He's throwing gas. Do mm. you realize like he's throwing 99 on the black at times? Yeah, on times. Yeah, definitely. Yes, at times. Yeah. Right. So the one over the, the weekend with the Cubs, I mean, he allowed a home run to like a 1-0 slider that's really good to get a strike slider. Mm-hmm. Contreras just hit it over the fence to the right to, to right field. Like, what? What is this? This isn't supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you kind of look at the pitches that allowed hits or whatever, it's like not that. Like, you know, is a really good pitcher. Yes, he is a two pitch pitcher. That is the biggest concern. Right now, if you look at the list, he's at fifty four because I don't really see any many other guys with this kind of electric stuff at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that over time, because now he also has a spot with Atlanta. That's what sells me. Yeah. You know, he has this. He's going to. Con- keep developing he's going to be stretched out more 
the slider misses bats too, and he's throwing yeah, he's averaging ninety seven. Mm. I mean, it's not. It's also not like erratic. It's not one of these just I don't know where it's going. Sure. Here it is. You know, this is I think a, a, a budding star in many ways. Uh, I mean, ninety seven with a filthy slider right there is like. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be curious. I mean, I don't think we need to worry about for quite some time about him leaving that rotation because he's, I think, probably locked up as their number three or four. Yeah. I mean, right now it has they have Kyle Wright and Bryce Wilson. So when yeah. Soroka comes back and Freed come back, there's still one other spot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So it is interesting. It, it is interesting. I'm definitely done. That slider really is fantastic to watch. Um, Nathan Eovaldi rises 15 from 71 from 56. Like I brought up, he allowed the first barrel of the season today against Luis Robert. That pro- the, the cutter is almost gone. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so two things quickly. One, um, generally Monday games, I don't incorporate into the list, mm. but today that game started at 1110. Yeah. So, so essentially this start was done. Same with Giolito's. Oh boy. And yeah, that's why Giolito dropped one spot. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I mean, Nola threw a complete so- game shutout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very fair swap. Yeah. I got really upset during that broadcast because the broadcaster for the um, Red Sox, Remy, um, I think Jerry, Jerry Remy, right? Yeah. Um, talked about he was talking about in the beginning. He was like, "Oh, you know, I guess he doesn't have his fastball." And do, he keeps do going with the his, accent. Do it with the accent. No, I, <laughs> I guess he doesn't have his fastball. He keeps going to his breaking pitches and his changeups. Then he was also like, "Wow, he throws a lot of changeups." And I was like, did, "Have you ever watched Lucas Giolito?" Um, but what was interesting to see then, I did for another reason. It made me curious about like. Yeah, Giolito almost stubbornly kept going to that changeup, which kept getting hit. Mm-hmm. And his four-seamer had allowed, like, one or two balls in play. And he kept, like, throwing the fastball by guys a little bit to get ahead 1-0 and then throwing a changeup that wasn't quite breaking the right way. And I was a little bit like, what are you doing? Like, just keep, obviously that changeup isn't there quite yet. He doesn't have other options. I mean, it's a no, slider he that he that you hope to. But, like, yeah, he lives and dies with that changeup. At that point, I was like, so just stop throwing the changeup right now. Just go with the four-seamer and see what the bat, like what batted ball luck is going to do for you. You know what I mean? Like, like, stop getting away from it. The changeup is not good right now. Obviously, it's a, a fantastic changeup normally. But, yeah, also it kind of cracked me up that someone, some beat reporter, I think, for the White Sox was like, Lucas Gito is the guy who would get to, like, spring trading a little bit later at, like, 845 or whatever, like, bleary-eyed with a cup of coffee. So the fact that he had to start at, like, 1110 was yeah, like, why did sure, that happen? Sure, sure, um, But th- we weren't talking about it. We are talking about Anthony yes. Avaldi. He so, was incorporated into the list. Exactly, saying. with 10 strikeouts. And the thing is, his breaking stuff is, I mean, I haven't been, be- I've been in disbelief. Mm. That Eovaldi can be affected with four seamers throwing curveballs and sliders. We just haven't seen that. It's sure. more of like cutters it, in the past. Sometimes splitters being yep. the answer. Never a, a pair of breaking balls. But I mean, he constantly has just been doing this, and today it really excelled. Yes, he left forward runs, whatever. He was kind of pumping in by the end, uh, because they were up like what ten to nothing or something yeah, ridiculous. It didn't matter, yeah. so he was like, okay, fine. But curveballs for strikes, effective sliders, he's missing bats with them. Like, this kind of works now. That's why I was a little shocked he was behind Enoa, solely because the arsenal, you know what I mean? If one of yeah. a two-pitch pitcher in Enoa. Yes. Okay, so, I mean, you have two-pitch pitchers succeed all the time. Sure, yeah. You know, and then that, it's more of, I'll say this, I think the two pitches of Enoa are stronger than, I mean, Evaldi's fastball has always been a hittable fastball. Okay. Uh, the breaking the curveball and slider yeah I'm excited like oh these are working but I think Inoa's is a better pitch and yes this is a problem with Inoa mm. we've seen two pitch pitchers have success before but yeah that I mean it's like Giolito where you're going to get exposed on the days that you don't really have something in some ways you can even say Pablo Lopez is a two pitch pitcher okay because if he doesn't have his change up there is I mean that's what happened that's what happened last week against Atlanta mm. right so yeah, he's really good fastball command with a Sometimes a cutter, sometimes that breaking ball. But, I mean, we see that all the time from guys. 
And I think Enoa has, yeah, a really good start in that one, too. All right. Uh, I will say that coming into today, I haven't been able to see the updated stats yet because they won't be up until tomorrow. Um, every single pitch Eovaldi had had a swinging strike rate over 10%, which was, even in a small sample size season, pretty impressive. That's insane to see. Eh. That is, there were like 15, five different pitch types, all 15, of which were 15%, you got me. Oh. You see 10% all the time. I mean, I mean, you, not necessarily on fastballs. Fair enough. You don't see it every single pitch. I feel like that's rare. Find me another pitcher who throws five pitches, all of which have a swing strike at over 10%. I, I'm pretty sure that Darvish has five. I'm going to take a look. I'm going to take a look. <laughs> While you go ahead and talk about another guy who rose 15, right, Stephen Matz. Okay, you know what? I'll say this. Yeah. I will say that the surprising one is to have that including a four-seamer. Okay. I'll say that because the secondary is generally, if you don't have a 10% swing strike rate on a secondary, I'm like, what? Well, yes, of course. You That's should what have, I'm saying. So, should, yeah. so you're saying including the fastball, then okay. All right. I take it back. I apologize fast. Uh, yes, his sinker has a sub 10%. Well, he throws seven pitches, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, right, fair enough. Uh, his changeup, he doesn't even have a swing and miss on it because he's throwing it three it's times. It's a splitter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, okay. No, he's got a changeup and a splitter. I know, but yeah, he's got everything. Um, all right, Stephen Matz, why <laughs> is he on the impressive. list? That is impressive. Oh, Stephen Matz has been surprisingly good. I, unbelievable. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't really love the repertoire still. I've never really, but... I mean, this can work for a bit. Vargas ruled us. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. I don't think that Matz is going to evolve into the top 40 guy like I dreamed in 2015. Yeah, I, 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 would, I wouldn't be surprised if like in two months we were like, wow, we were all just kind of rostering Stephen Matz, huh? That was what a wild time it was. Yeah, quick uh, Matz. <laughs> uh, JT Brubaker rises 23 from 88 to 65. Just the strikeouts, man. I couldn't believe it to have an eight strikeout game. I love what you wrote in this. Do you know that commercial? Of course. And actually, before you even said Duke, I knew what you were, do- you were doing. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, he's got to add Duke. And then later I checked the notes and fast said, Duke, the strikeouts, Duke. <laughs> Wait, oh, what the colors? The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's like Kristen she says it all the time. Yeah, the but you colors, should. Colors, Duke. Should, the colors. You should have done that when McCullers uh, was 22. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been good. Yeah. That would have been good. Um, all right, so th- th- that really was the biggest thing keeping me back with JT Brubaker was I, I wasn't really going to expect a lot of 8K games from him. I'm still not necessarily expecting a lot of 8K no. games from him, but that was still nice to see that the upside was there. Increased the four-seamer usage to 25%, and uh, would you believe has not given up a hit on that four-seamer yet. Only pitcher in baseball to throw 50 or more four-seamers huh. but have zero hits. Not a hit on the four-seamer. How much is it in the zone? I think it uh, last, if I remember correctly, it is like uh, mid 50s to 60s. Oh, wow. Okay. I would imagine if that's the case, it would be like, hey, I have an elevating pitch. Because, I mean, the Pirates have actually embraced this. They started in 2020 with a new analytics team, like, hey, please throw some more elevated four seamers when you're at 02 or 1 2 or something like that. We saw it from Keller, we saw it from Musgrove, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Steven Brault, I think. No, maybe not Steven Brault. Steve yeah, Brault. Chad, I'm thinking Chad Cool would actually do that too, Steve Brault. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I can see Brubaker doing that too. But yeah, he's a sinker slider guy for the most part. With a changeup in there too. Yeah, with a changeup. Well, that that yeah. was kind of interesting about the four seamer jump. And I I was incorrect. It's not fifty, but it is forty four. So it's yeah, it's, sure, it's, that's still it's, impressive. Yeah. yeah, it's still in the zone. And to answer your question, yes, he is kind of painting the shadow up and in to right handed hitters that's with that four seamer. That's what's up. I mean, it really is really impressive. Just a one hundred woba overall. So I think that means like maybe one or two walks on that fastball. I also, like, this is a guy we talk about all the time. This is a dude who's going slider first a lot of the time. He's throwing the slider like 35% of the time. So he's essentially turning into this fastball sinker slider dude. Once again, is he going to be like a 25, 26% K rate dude? Probably not. But Two what, pitches. Two pitches. Well, no. Sink, he's doing all three. He's doing sinker, uh, slider, yeah. four seam. But they're I all mean, like 30%. You know what has a sinker too? He's not going to that sinker 30% of the time. Sure. 
I mean, do you need to? No, but I'm saying they're different pitchers, right? So he's got 25% fastball, excuse me, 25% four seam, 25, 26% sinker, 34% slider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally, I don't really distinguish too much when it's like two fastballs and then a slider. Okay, that's versus fair. like calling him a two pitch pitcher. I mean, maybe 2.5, but I, but yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of thing. And I have no problem with it because mm. if you're successful with it and you're consistent, especially with the secondary pitch, you know, then that's okay. You can survive like this. Yeah. Uh, I think Brubaker is more of just a, a matchup guy still. Like, he's not someone I'm like, I need to roster him, and I will endure, like, the bad starts for the good starts for him. Well, in many ways, he's kind of, uh, I mean, his start, to be fair, his starts, Cincinnati, Chicago, and the Brewers. And he's given up one run in each of them. Yeah, Cincinnati is the only one that I'm like, oh, nice. And, and, yeah, I guess Milwaukee has been struggling a little bit, but I will say that maybe is, is he is he Spider Man? Is he the king of the Tobies? Is oh, he Toby he's trying McGuire? to be. Well, the good news is that he does get the Tigers and Royals next. Yeah, and that's that's good. And yeah. then and then it's the Padres and Reds. Mm-hmm. Padres scary. Yeah, and he's trying to be Spider Man. And yeah. I, as of right now, actually, I don't know who's winning that one. The uh, king of the Tobies. Yeah, the king of the Tobies. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I would say that I'm picking up Rubaker definitely in a quality start league. Wins is obviously going to be the one thing that you're always going to be struggling with that really sure. difficult Pirates team. But I don't know. I I, I am very interested in JT Brubaker. Uh, Brady Singer rises 27 from 96 to 69. The CSW darling returns. He keeps kind of he's a, he had a, a seesaw season going from 96 to 69. The last two starts were finally good. Mm-hmm. Finally. Oh, thank you, Singer. It is a somewhat favorable schedule now, too. So, all right, I'm back in on, on the wedding, Singer. Okay. Uh, Dylan Cease rises 15 from 87 to 72. Okay, this is this is going to sound crazy. I, I liked his last start. That we pitched under five innings. I think he pitched 4.2 innings and, like, had a terrible line. Mm-hmm. Fastball command was actually, like, up. I mean, it, we've seen before where he's just too high, but it was actually more concentrated too high. Okay. Slider was like really good, mm. like down and away, glove side constantly. And if he does those two things against Cleveland and Detroit next, I feel like this might be the moment before we're like, hey, maybe, yeah, maybe cease, right? As I pose for fast. I know that was very lovely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it for you, like one of your French girls. Um, yeah, I, I'm still gonna wait to see. You know, to me, like, is there really that much of a difference between Dylan Cease and Mitch Keller? Like, when absolutely. The, what when the command comes, they're great. Yeah, sure. I, I'm saying like right now. There's okay. definitely a difference. Okay. Yeah, Keller was so, so lost in that start. In that Padres, week. yeah. No, well, yeah, it was more than that, though. He just could not throw a slider well that at was, all. And and that was the thing, right? Because the start before, we were like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was command. here. Oh, my God. The yeah. command is here. The colors. But it, was, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even like the locations, though. Like the movement of Keller's slider was not there. And then all of a sudden, the start, start of the third inning, the first, sorry, the start of the third inning, mm. the first pitch Keller threw was just beautiful. I was like, hello, this is the slider you've been waiting for. Yeah. I'm like, well, now you're down six runs already, so I don't care. I guess it shouldn't be a surprise that the guy who had, like, literally the most intense BABIP seasons in both directions in back-to-back years, we shouldn't be surprised that he's inconsistent. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Uh, It's it's so frustrating. It was pain. The whole start was pain. Chris Paddock was on the other side of it. Yeah. I think, were you live-streaming that one that day? Yes, I I was. And, uh, And, by the way, we skipped over this, but, yeah, Patrick Corbin and Paddock are both in like this little mini tier, 45 and 50, mm. of if you want, you should stash these guys. I do think they're going to get better. <laughs> yeah, they can't, Corbin can't get worse. Well, no, it's, but it's more of like they'll be obviously fantasy relevant. Mm-hmm. I I understand if you're like, look, I need something now. I need that Eovaldi. I'm like, all right, yeah, go get Eovaldi. Then I totally get it. But it's it's a case where June 1st, 
I imagine those two guys for the final four months should be productive yeah. for your teams. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, Matt Shoemaker rises 26 from 100 to number 74. Another kind of up and down dude. Yeah, the uh, the slider, I, don't, I wasn't really buying it at first. And then I kind of thought about it some more. I was like, you know what? Maybe actually I am more into Shoemaker than I was before. Uh, it kind of stunk. Like, he was supposed to start the entire weekend. And the Angels got postponed because of the Twins, like mm. the whole series. Yeah. And it was supposed to be Shoemaker each day. And he didn't get it. Mm. It was so annoying. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, so anyway, so Shoemaker, uh, I hope he still has the momentum that he had last time from his last start. Because Slider was there. Normally splitters when we see him do well. And now it's a slider, but he's feeling the slider. So, all right. I get it. That is interesting. Uh, yeah, because the first thing I think about when I think about him is usually that splitter. Where's that research button? Which color button is that one? The research. I got another person that'll research a lot. Blue, baby blue. Yeah. Okay, great. Kyle Gibson rises 12 from <laughs> 91 to 79, and here we are, the part what of the podcast. What you researched, <laughs> Kyle Gibson? I mean, can you blame me? Like, pretty interesting stuff. Right? Oh, absolutely. Pretty interesting stuff. So, um... Here's why I'm a little bit interested. Obviously, he began the year literally the worst possible way. He went one out, point one innings pitch, five and runs against the Royals. Let's take that start away real quick. Yeah, still cut have, it away. Cut it away. Very nice. Uh, you ever listen to Sparta? Cut your ribbon? Actually, no. No, I know. I know your jokes. I saw that one coming from a mile away. So Mars uh, uh, at the drive-in split into two bands. Uh, Mars Volta and Sparta. Sparta was very good. Oh, okay. I like that song. Cut I know your ribbon. Volta, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're great. Um, all right. So we take that start away. 21 innings pitched without that start of one earned one one earned run ball against the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of those not as impressive as the others. It's a .43 ERA, 205 FIP, 3.58 CR. Who cares? 21 innings pitched has not given up a home run yet, as we brought up earlier, which is still pretty impressive. I really think that new cutter, which he maybe threw like two of last year, and he's now throwing 15 percent of the time is directly benefiting that slider of his. I've seen a few examples now where he's literally doing that. He's going back-to-back. He's painting knees with the cutter. He's got a, what, 60, 50% zone rate on that cutter to start the year and then going down and away to righties with that slider. I had a nice over... I'm not going to say I had a nice. I'm not going to toot my own horn like that. I had an overlay of it today, which showed how effective that it, it could be. It was nice. Thank you. As he really tied up to you, Oscar Hernandez. Now... Uh, obviously not a lot of balls in play on that cutter, but just 44 of them. 159 Woba and a 200 X Woba is really, really nice. And here's where I'm at a crossroads with him. Texas can help him and it can hurt him. It can help him because I think that part can suppress home runs. It can oh, yeah. continue to be a home run suppressor. It can hurt him because I do not trust Texas as an organization to help him reach his full benefit. If I'm, you know, if I'm getting paid a lot of money and I'm digging really into it, and this is armchair expert kind of thing, I am saying, hey man, why are you still throwing that sinker all the time? Like, it's really not that great of a pitch. It hasn't been that great of a pitch for you for the past three years. You've got this new cutter that you can paint with a little bit more. Let's amp up that cutter usage to about 30%, drop the sinker usage down to like 25, and then just make you like a cutter slider dude with a sinker every once in a while to keep people honest because it's a pitch oh, that you Aaron can throw Savali, for here. Yes, exactly, which has been awesome to see. Um, so I'm a little bit worried that there that ceiling won't be achieved, but I do that I think we're undervaluing how important that cutter theoretically could be for him. It's shown great results so far, and it could continue to do so moving forward. He threw eight of them in ninety seven pitches against your Orioles in eight innings. He also, to be fair, didn't need to throw any of them because he hadn't given up a single earned run that's and was dominating fair. them. Yeah, that's fair. Um I mean I just don't believe that it's going to be heavily incorporated like you're suggesting. Um, which I think you're agreeing with too, uh, that like, yeah, I don't think this is, it has had its moments thus far whenever it has been used a little bit more than, than usual. Mm. Uh, but Gibson's cutter, I don't really think is like the savior, uh, for him. It's, I mean, that slider's got the highest swing strike rate of his career right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and that was a 25% one in the past. It was 5 for 15 on whiffs uh, against the Orioles over the weekend. Uh, it's just, okay, so Gibson, as far as like an approach goes, actually, this is a major reason why you should watch the morning stream. I watched some of it this morning with everybody. The Gibson They start. requested an inning. It was a 10-pitch inning or whatever, sixth inning, uh, sixth inning, I believe. And, I mean, what you saw in that, it was, yeah, it was it was good sinker command. That's what he had. He was pointing it arm side effectively. Mm-hmm. I uh, slider had good movement away. Um, it, it's something where he's performing at a level that should make him decent through the year. It's not a guy that can explode and not like having incredible, you know, a, se- a credible season. It's essentially a Toby repertoire is what I'm getting at. That also means though, he has three starts now against the white Sox, the red Sox, and the twins. And mm-hmm. generally Toby's, you don't go against the top two tier offenses. I'm worried that this isn't enough. That it's it's just a sinker that doesn't do a whole lot. Hopefully it gets out, but it did against your Orioles, and I don't know if the cutter is a nullifier mm. that he's going to really rely on to be that nullifier. And the slider, don't get me wrong, the slider is, I think, the reason why Gibson is a major leaguer. There's always something about every pitcher that makes sure. him a major, major leaguer. It's always been Gibson's slider. I I don't know if that's going mean, to... I mean, if that's enough, essentially. To carry him. So uh, it's a situation where, look, if he had, like, Singer's uh, uh, or Brubaker's schedule, right, We have, like, two good starts ahead, he would be higher up. Mm. Because I keep changing this every week dramatically <laughs> in the second half, and, like, <laughs> might as well. It's all about the short-term success to see what else happens. I am not predicting the next three starts to go well for Gibson. Yeah, so I, I will say that Chicago is in Chicago, which scares me a little bit more. Boston is in Texas. Minnesota is in Minnesota. Both of those just scare me a little bit. Boston is, I, I still would stream against the White Sox. I still think there's enough there. Boston, it's tough to suggest streaming against maybe the hottest offense in baseball right now. Okay. Uh, um, over under 2.5 earned runs against the Chicago White Sox. I still think he can be effective with three earned runs and a quality start. It's a 4.5 in non quality start leagues. That's I, that's fine. I think and, and, and I'm fine with it. Okay, I'll do this. Uh, Wash is a quality start. Wash is a quality start. That's fine. I I will say he can get a quality start against the White Sox. Okay, put it on the board. Well, I also say this: uh, it, it can be impinged upon the cutter usage. Well, that, we don't know. We don't know though. Yeah, and, but that's this is the so risk you're going so to take. You, would you take? Would you pick up Gibson for that start? Would I pick up Gibson for that start? If I had Lucas Giolito today, yes. Um, <laughs> and I did. Um, I would say it depends on where you are in the week because it's at the end okay, of this sure, week. Sure, it's probably sure. going to be the end. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll with it. Okay. Yeah, not my, not my favorite. Uh, he was my stream pick of the day yesterday, though. Against the Orioles, yes. and he dominated. And yeah. I am above 500. <laughs> Which is a tough to say uh, this year because it is, it's, it's been not. Brutal. Well, it's always harder in April. It always will you be. Have no idea. Yeah, you, you just don't know. Like offenses, also generally guys go fewer innings because they're still ramping up. It's just you have less opportunity, and yeah. and the ones that would you would want to actually start. Well, everyone knows about them. They've been studying them for six months. Yep. You know, you don't get the benefit of like being a month in the season. Like, hey, there's some surprises out there. Oh my. Yeah. You know, so it was not fun. But I, now we're, we're fifth, above 500, baby. We got this. That's where you need to be. Hey, man, just stay competitive, right? Yes, just stay competitive. There it is. Um, all right. So before we rise, uh, before excuse me, move on to the biggest followers, we have a quick word from today's podcast sponsor. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at pitcherlist.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with 
with promo code podcast. Also, don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from YouTube videos, live streams, newsletters, off-season articles, TikToks, breakdowns, over 15 baseball podcasts on our network. We can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season. So sign up for PL Plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free. All right. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. All right. Let's jump back in. We're going to go to the biggest fallers. <laughs> Pretty tough not to lead off with a guy who maybe ruined a lot of people's lives last night. I know a lot of fantasy matchups were, you know, in the balance from this one start. You just needed Kyle Hendricks to not fall apart. And man, did he fall apart? He falls 19 from 22 to 41. I mean, okay. So a couple things. One, he missed the start because he was ill, not from COVID. Mm. And this was his first start back. And you could theoretically say like, all right, well, he needed a start to kind of get comfortable again. So, I mean, that there is that thought in my head. I I do think that over time, Kyle Hendricks will correct himself. Remember 2019, he had like a four ERA and change after mm-hmm. like, you know, the first month or so he recovered. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to ignore the fact that like you don't feel good about Kyle Hendricks right now. It's harder to hold on to him. And he was doing 86 and a half yesterday. That's kind of like the first start. It was slower velocity. You want to see 87, 88. I think he can get there. It's just, yeah, you got to knock him down a peg or two. It's funny to me that we have a, a guy in Kyle Hendricks who has his own rule in the Hendricks rule, and yeah. then now we're seeing the opposite, where it's I like know, it's right? reverse Hendricks rule. Because remember, you know, not great start against Pittsburgh, and then again, really nice start against Milwaukee, six innings pitch, six Ks, and we're like, okay, great, we're back. And <laughs> now he does this, and we're like, great, thanks, uh, not great. Uh, all right, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you there on Kyle Hendricks. Patrick Corbin, we talked about a little bit. He falls yeah. 24, well, 29, I mean, I watched, Okay, so I watched this again. And I watched it, I streamed it, and I streamed it again. Guys, you got to be watching on Twitch. If you want all the information, Mm -hmm. just just watch it in the morning, and it's like a wonderful time to wake up. It's it's amazing. Anyway, we watched Patrick Corbin. The morning is a wonderful time to wake up. Yes, yes, yes. It's a (laughs) wonderful way (laughs) to wake up. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But it is a wonderful time. Yes. Uh, But Patrick Corbin, we watched that game, and, I mean, it was... Okay, there were were two sides of this, Mm -hmm. right? There was a one side of the pitches he allowed, like, that got hits for runs were all outside of the zone. That's interesting. I mean, it was, he threw a, a slider uh, to a right-hander that was down and out, essentially like in the dirt of the opposite batter's box that was an RBI single. Like, he went down and got it, right? And it was just like, wait, what? Uh, at the same time, Corbin did not have his command. I mean, he was he was just lost. He was trying to, like, I call it shoving, where, like, you don't feel, you don't feel strong on the hill. You don't mm. feel like you can put it, the pitches where you want. You're just kind of pushing the ball to the plate. Corbin looked like that a lot in this. And it does seem like, oh, it's not just luck. This is there's something innately wrong. It should have been like a five run start, not a nine run start. Mm. Right. So there's still things to be tweaked here, and that does give me concern. I uh, it's just, you know, he should be able to fix this. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but like it's uh, Patrick Corbin should be able to make this adjustment. Yeah, I hope so, because he's been fun to watch before. But yeah, it's definitely been scary. So at this point, I think you just kind of have to hold, put him on the, uh, put him on your bench and just wait for, you know, to ride it out a little bit. Yep. I don't know if you necessarily need to do that with Dallas Keuchel, who fell 13 from 50 to 63. You know, when, when you're drafting a Toby, you're kind of saying to yourself, OK, well, I might not get a bunch of Ks, but I should get some good ratios and not been great from him. I mean, maybe you could get excited about just two and runs against Boston in his most recent start, but one strikeout, like, how am I going to feed my family with this? Exactly. I but I mean, that's, yeah, that's the Keuchel way. And I think you know, Keuchel is going to be fine as he, there is your Spider-Man, essentially. It's it, that's what he's going to be through the year. Yeah. It's just what it is. He fell, but it's also because I every single week 
I make the Toby tier. Mm. You know, that's how I like to strike the structure it right now is you have some tier that's kind of the middle. Like, here is your stability. And Keiko just happens to be at 63 this week. I will say I appreciate this is from his first start down to his most recent four strikeouts, then three, then two, then one. Oh, wonderful. So very nice that he's yeah, just avoid for, the next one. Yeah, exactly. And then the one after that, the first negative oh, no. strikeout game. <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you do that? I don't know, but we're going to find out and it's going to be wild. Uh, all right. After Dallas Keiko, we have Jake Odorizzi falling 14 from 53 to 67. To be honest, I don't know. I, you don't have to buy low right now because I don't think many people are rostering Jake Odorizzi. Oh, yeah, I'm in for the long haul. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of that start is like the box score didn't really reveal what was kind of happening there. I think it was kind of like a misplayed ball by Miles Straw or something. Like, I, I, it, it wasn't great. Uh, he doesn't have the secondary pitch that he's trusting yet. Mm. I mean, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, Odorizzi is known for the high four seamer, and he's actually been doing that well. But he's also maybe had a cutter that was working, or sure. maybe like a splitter that actually does things down, or a curveball or something. And in this one, he didn't really have that compliment. But the four seamer was there and well commanded up, so it is very encouraging. But I recognize, like, you don't need to chase it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you on. And 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 to echo your point too, nice to see that that's the one pitch that he has command of, which is his bread yeah. and butter. The other thing should hopefully fall into line. Remember to a late start for him. Ryan Yarborough falls twenty three from fifty eight to eighty one. I will say, I will say, if they do continue to use an opener for him in a quality start, excuse me, in a win league or in a start limit league, he yes. is sharp. Yes, he's gold. He's gold, Jerry, and I'm re- I picked him up today for that exact reason. I have ten starts per week in my home league, and I am praying that they continue to use Kitteridge because also too, I I wonder if maybe he is just better in that role. It, it might be the case. I mean, we've seen we've seen Yarbrough go like seven innings as a starter before. That's true. Yeah. I look at the end of the day, Yarbrough is not a strikeout guy. It's gonna be like a twenty percent strikeout rate if you're lucky. Yep. Uh, and you were hoping, I mean, I used to call him the discount Kyle Hendricks, but mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of still is because mm-hmm. he hasn't performed so well, save for that last game uh, against the Yankees for Yarbrough, otherwise known as the Friday Pirate. But here's the thing. Zach Dobroff made a note saying like, hey, he's only performed on one good day of the week. We should call him the Friday Pirate. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, which I think is amazing. But uh, look, if I, I for your normal leagues, I don't like the opener uh, because I think it, it generally – gives him a weird situation. You don't know how many innings you're going to get. It's just a tougher thing to manage. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's it's a Toby, essentially, but less of one because you don't know how many innings you're going to get when he comes in for the bulk. In a quality start league, I'm not interested. Oh, yeah, of course not. Ever, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I expect six innings in bulk. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what... I also don't know... There's no indication whatsoever that Andrew Kitteridge is going to continue to be his opener sure. or that he is going to continue to use an opener. If he doesn't, then I'm a little bit out until he can kind of write... Until the pirate can write the ship. There it is. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, Logan Webb falls 14 from 73 to 87. He's out of the rotation. He's in the rotation. <laughs> he's on the COVID IL. He's off the COVID yeah, IL. He's, he's, he's starting this week, so that's why he's still on the list. Uh, COVID IL, but that, like, COVID IL generally is two to three days because it's not actually getting COVID. It's reactions to the vaccine. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is the case of Webb. Yes. Uh, and with he was out, but then Johnny Cueto got hurt, so he's back in. I I don't know if I really buy into Webb right now. We were so excited about this changeup, and the changeup wasn't that good in the yeah. regular season. And then what else was there? Nothing. Yeah. So, it's not we'll the see. case with Webb. It's the web you weave. 
Wow, look at you. You're you're out punning me today. I know. Well, that's right. You didn't have that second coffee. And <laughs> as you have instructed to me, I am, I must have the second coffee before I come record this Did podcast you? with you. Yeah, Hundo P. Uh, Hundo P. <laughs> that's what all those oh my sweet God. Gen Z kids are saying. Not just, not just Hundo. Huh? Yeah, the, uh, the P. Hundo P, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you are wearing your uh, pitchless shirt right now. So. This is actually my um, PowerPoint, PowerPoint shirt. Yeah, yeah okay. Shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mitch Keller, we talked about. He fell 33 from 61 94. Doesn't have the command. Luke Weaver, another guy. What webs we oh weave my Lord. Uh, falling 14 from 81 to 95. Okay. Promises there that it's not there. I mean, to your credit, the last time we talked about that great start, you said this is just two pitches, and then here we are. Yeah, exactly. He uh, he wasn't commanding them yeah. right, as much, and then there comes the butcher's weaver just slicing him down the list. <laughs> the yeah. butcher's weaver? Yeah, cleaver. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, I don't know if that immediately came to me. Um, really? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Zach Davies falls to 18 from 72 to 90. It just doesn't look like the the, cur- no. the uh, change is there. And really. not to mention he's throwing softer. I mean, it's not even like he never threw hard, but he's throwing even softer, and it's just, oh, yeah, no. It's a little scary in Chicago right now. Yeah. It's a little scary in I Chicago. Wish, I, I wish this experiment worked. Like, yeah. you know, the, uh, Eno, once again, had a really great point in the beginning of the season. Like, hey, maybe like focusing on command guys, that's actually the market inefficiency. I thought that was a really smart point. Uh, so far, like, uh, like I want it to work, and it might just be something that over time it will work. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's like I'm I'm in pain because I want it to work. Yes, and I, I will say too, I'm going to reiterate. Like, here we are. Like, I I really feel passionate about this. It still feels like we're all. I mean, you could say this to Yankee fans too, because God knows they are freaking out right now. We are in a 162 game season again. Yeah, so yeah, we're it not used a to it, right? Time. We're not used to it. It's a readjustment period for yeah. all of us. Remember, the command guys can theoretically find that command exactly, again. Guys yeah. are going to get healthy. You're going to be okay. Carlos Martinez falls 18 from 78 to 96. Velocity is just weird with him, and he's not getting the uh, sliders and uh, sorry uh, whiffs on the sliders and changeups like he used to. And yeah. it's like ah, Carmart like. I need to look. I feel like I've been waiting for Carmar to be an actual sleeper for four years, <laughs> right? I yeah. mean, it, it's it's nuts to me. I uh, I hope that he can get there, but right now, I just like watch from afar, and I'll tell you when, like, hey, this is the start that is actually like, really good, and then you say, okay, hold on, I'll wait one more because no one cares about Carmar right now. Yeah, exactly. And then he does it a second time, and they go, okay. Actually, I think I came up with a thing for this. It was there's first star is the exception, the second one is the suggestion, Ooh. and the third one is the confirmation. Ah, yeah. Yes, ESC escape, <laughs> escape. Then you, then you, escape. you gotta add an accent at the end of it. That is so funny that you say that. Why? Uh, because that is another. And here it is. Me and Kristen. That we say that all the time. Escape? No, no. We just go. We whisper. <laughs> We were uh, we were we were in a uh, wow. We I'm were, so sorry. Oh, the, we hopefully were, you enjoyed that ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were in a uh, uh, on our on our honeymoon in Tokyo, and we mm-hmm. had this this uh, we were in this restaurant. It was <laughs> owned and run by this amazing old Japanese woman, and I mean she had to be in her mid seventies, and it was just her. And they had this small little grill, and you had to sit there in this small little grill. And then every once in a while, like a scallop would fall through the grill, and she would just whisper. No. Be, oh, seriously! She was amazing. She was amazing, and then she was—it it, was—it's uh, the best place in the world. I'm sorry, if I could, I'd move there for a year. I would just live there for. I a hope year. that was like a—I don't know—like a horoscope for people. That's what they needed to hear right now. Just the, the yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope that's nice. I could talk to people about Japan all day, every day. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to some of the new boys. We already talked about Zach Gallon and Sonny Gray coming onto the list, but now we're going to talk about a guy who's really interesting to mm. me. Alex Wood goes from unranked to 71. I was pretty intrigued yeah, by no, that no, first no, you, start. You were very intrigued. I was. I was. Hey, He's throwing harder. <laughs> yeah, he's throwing harder. That's more, like it was in 2018. More moving on that slider, too. 
I'm a little interested. Hopefully he can stay healthy. I, I don't know. I, I, I remember, too, in the offseason, he, like, he uh, tweeted some, like, Edertronic footage or some Rhapsodo footage of his stuff, and I was like, oh, this looks real good. Sure. So, I don't know. I'm I'm He's the kind of guy where I'm taking some flyers to see what it looks like, because uh, I think if he hits the ground running, it could be really, really nice. So, he does Alex get Wood. he does get Rocky Road. Oh, which yeah. Which is wonderful. Yeah, right? And Miami before that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, then you kind of have to jump in now. Right. Because if he dominates both those starts, Alex Wood's off the waiver wire. Well, I mean, then he gets cores in the Padres. Yeah, that's a little bit scary. That's a little <laughs> bit scarier. Then, by the way, how do I know all of this? James Chiano's article. I'm telling you, this is so unbelievably valuable. It's a good one. Just go to it. Uh, just just put in the search bar schedule, and that's all you need to do is expect the schedules weeks three through five. Every other week, he's doing this. He put so much work into it. It's unreal. Mm, bless you, James. Yeah, James, seriously. Uh, Danny Duffy goes from unranked to 75. Do you know how hard he was throwing last start? 64 miles an hour. <laughs> and what, 94? 94, 95. That's, he hasn't done that since 2016. When he huh. was when he was uh, in his prime, it was like a three five ERA when he became a reliever yeah. and then moved to a starter. Sorry, reliever into a starter. We were all shocked because <clears throat> he was throwing 94 95 as a reliever and then held it as a starter. Mm. And now all of a sudden he has this really good season. We start ranking him in the top 30 for next year or whatever. That was it. And I was like, wait, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be like 90 91. Sure. Good job, by the way, guessing 94. Mm. You saw my excitement, but still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. good. That I was know, good. I'm sorry. I'm, well, yeah, I'm turning into you, knowing yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> knowing things. <laughs> you know more than me at this point. <laughs> That's not uh, true. Danny Duffy, though, seriously, is someone I think you should be considering heavily. I mean, it's a two-start week because um, he gets the raise, and then he's going to get Detroit after that. I think I'm in. Yeah, that's a fun risk. He's definitely going to be a guy who's available for you. So if you need that sneaky win, I'm in. Yeah, a Tigers is, could be a sneaky win too. Oh yeah. Uh, David Peterson goes from unranked to 80. Peterson just fan 10. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't even know that. Is that was that this weekend? Yeah. Huh. Well, how many earned runs did he give up in that? Did he didn't he give up like four? No, it wasn't. Wait, I believe it was on Thursday. It was okay. against the Phillies. Okay. No, no, it would, be fr- it would be Wednesday because that one got postponed because of uh, I think the Grom got pushed. Remember the whole thing? Oh yes, yeah. Rain, but sleet, it, it, snow, it, everything. So if you remember last year, Peterson actually was uh, got was doing well and then had the shoulder problem and then mm-hmm. it wasn't really the same until the very end. So there is promise with Peterson and it's really reliant on that slider and he had a good one. I mean, it's maybe it is something here. Maybe, yeah, but two, two, a tale of two starts because the first one six earned runs over four innings pitched. And oh, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so definitely something to keep an eye on for sure. Alex Cobb, the other guy that I was hinting about earlier yeah. with the Angels. I, 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 I want to hear your first. Hey, I want to hear your take first here. It's not even. I can't say the thing is back because the thing came back last year, but the sure. thing has been absolutely dominant, and he's like, oh God, it makes me want to. Jump off a bridge. Just like Dylan Bundy coming over to the Angels uh, from the Orioles, and they were like, hey, throw your slider a little bit more. He was like, well, that's a pretty good idea. Someone was like, hey, throw just your splitter. And he was like, okay. And it's got a 33 or 34% swinging strike rate on 88 thrown. That is insane. 54% thrown in his last start were just splitters. I've never seen that. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I've seen Matt Shoemaker go like 40% at times when he's on his run. Sure. But... 54% 54% splitters? Dude, I love it. I love it because you're literally saying, okay, here's what's coming, and guys are like, I still can't hit this. Right. So, okay. So, I don't know how to feel because, I mean, there are two things. One, I he should be getting Houston next, and I don't know if I like that because he will be a healthy Houston by so, then. Yeah. 
that's not great. Also, just like with Dylan Bundy, it is the six man or the pseudo six man, whatever you want to call it, five point five because of Otani. Whatever you want. Sure. I uh, it is a little bit weird though in trying to guess like when he's starting or not. He could get Texas or not. I don't know. Yeah. But it's a splitter though, and a splitter. It's the most inconsistent pitch in baseball. You can write it right now. I'm okay treating this like a Vargas rule. Yeah. But the second that goes away... But is is hit, the top two splitters in terms of swing strike right now are him and Gaussman. And I bring up Gaussman because Gaussman's another guy who just hasn't lost it. He hasn't lost that right. splitter in but quite some time. but we've seen Cobb go in and out with but it. But lost, he lost it due to injury, I feel like. He had it all last year. He Maybe. had it all this year. It's well, interesting. Was it all last year? Yeah. I think it was the highest swing strike rate of his career last year. Wow. I, I mean, I don't, I don't recall an Alex Cobb last year that was consistently. I mean, maybe it's because he didn't throw fifty four percent. Yeah, a splitter. It's just weird. I guess that's what I'm getting at. This is, we don't see this. We don't see a guy throw this many splitters because it's so hard to consistently be good with them. Yeah, and I would, I would love if Cobb can just have consi- consistent, consistent. Oh my lord, consistent success. That's a tough one. Is it though? No, consistent I'm just, success. I, I just have energy right now. Yeah, that's fine. About I, I transferred it to you. Yes, I was, cor- <laughs> I was correct, by the way. Last year, he had a 22% swing strike rate on that splitter, the highest of his career. And how often did he throw it? He threw it 284 times. Um, <laughs> I believe he also... like Seinfeld, the way you said that. <laughs> 284 times! Uh, I believe... <laughs> I believe uh, before, um, before this year, it also was a career high for him in terms of usage. I'm checking that right now, so I could be wrong. Uh, no, I, I am right. Well, I'm on fire today! Um, yeah, last <laughs> year... Saying, you know more than I do these days. Last year, he threw it 35% of the time, which was barely a career high, but it was indeed a career That's high. That's pretty high. Yeah. And what was the, what was the uh, overall success of Cobb last year the overall like success. what was his ERA what was his way what was his strikeout rate uh last year Alex Cobb for the Baltimore Orioles had a 4.63 ERA yeah a 2.07 FIP and a 2.13 Sierra oh man dude That's... I'm telling you Cobb is 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 he back is he good are we here it's very interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's also, listen, it's 11 innings, so we should stop. Are you starting him against the Astros? I'm riding the high! Yeah, dog. Why not? Have fun. This is for fun, isn't it? Isn't it fun? I mean, you, okay. Are you having fun? If that's the if that's the argument you're going to give me, then you're going to win it. Yeah, exactly. I, oh, it's 11 man. innings, so we should stop. It's 11 innings. I know. I Look, look. okay, is he going to throw over 50% splitters? If it's working, why not? Is he going to throw over 50% no, splitters? No, he won't. Okay. So, if he's not doing that, I don't know if I buy it. What if he's throwing 45% splitters? He's throwing 40% splitters. He's fine. Yeah, all right. If he, okay, yeah. I mean, look, I don't like his fastball. I don't like his curveball. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, fine. That's totally Right? Fine. And so, that that's the problem here. It's one pitch and the splitter. He's got to throw it, like, a ton to be successful with it. If you've got something called the thing, I know, right? then throw it a bunch. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's obviously this anomaly of a pitch, oh, then man. just do it. God, um, it's so wild. I, 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 that's got to be, like, the game of the day. You know, Cobb? just like, yeah. I can't wait until he gets shellacked. We're yeah. like, why did we get so excited about Alex Cobb? Uh, what is this thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is awful. Uh, <laughs> Michael Fulmer goes from unranked to 84, got through Houston, just two Ks. Velocity is back to where it was in 2017. I know, but that's the thing, though. That's what I think what people are forgetting. Everyone's like, oh, he's got increased velocity. It's like, it's not increased no, velocity, yeah. it's returned velocity. <laughs> yes. And yes. that's like, okay. You know, it was just supposed to be much better last year, and it wasn't. You know, that that's all we're, we're dealing with here. Uh, he doesn't have his change up still. No. Which is annoying. Uh, slider's fine. Slider's like, okay, we're yeah. all right. You threw five innings, 95 miles per hour, by the way, if you're wondering what that velocity is. Uh, he has a decent schedule. You know, he's got the Pirates in there. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Great. Uh, I hope it works. 
you know, I'm not really going to be on the Fulmer train again until I see the changeup in action, too. You remember funny. his rookie of the year? The moment that he actually excelled, the first three starts were like, I think I want to say like four innings or so each. It was just fastball, fastball slider until he got that changeup going. Then he had his rookie of the year campaign. Yeah. So if he doesn't have that, then Fulmer isn't someone that I can really buy into. Yeah, it'll be fun to keep track of. I will say the, all the usage stuff, you can throw it out the window right now because I think it was the first two or three starts were in relief, so I don't know if he was oh, just yeah. like just focusing on the slider. He hasn't really been like a starter in ages. No, like, he only hasn't. gave him like three innings, and he was actually like one of the worst pitchers in baseball last year. Without a doubt, he was brutal. So I really, I mean, you guys know the joke about me and Fulmer. Which is? Uh, I've just been the biggest Fulmer homer for ages. Austin Bristow and I had a bet uh, for... <laughs> Every year, yeah. who's going to be the better pitcher, uh, Michael Fulmer or Rick Porcello? <laughs> and I think I won in 2019 because Fulmer didn't pitch a single pitch, but it wasn't Rick Porcello. Oh, my God. So Which it, is now the opposite. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look yeah, at that. Porcello's wow. not in the league. Yeah. No. Oh, he hasn't retired. He could theoretically still get signed, mm. I guess. Um, all right. Jacob Junis goes from unranked to 85. He made a very interesting point last week. While he does have the new cutter, is it just replacing what and, was a poor and, fastball? And here's the thing. Like, we were so excited about, I don't know, a 3-6 ERA to 120 whip and 5Ks in five innings. That was, that was like, oh, man. Yeah. New cutter. Like, we're so excited. I'm like, well, I, I don't know. This is like, I see this every night from Randos. Oh, but I, I think you can get excited because we're not talking about a guy we're expecting the top 50. We're expecting a guy who's available on all of your waiver wires. Yeah, but we see explosive starts like David Peterson get 10 strikeouts and we don't have the same reaction or something like that. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's and, really and this is like Jacob Junis. Yeah, as I mentioned last time, yes, cutter, exciting, but no slider. So Still it's the same pitch. thing. Yeah. And the two pitches. And the second one is the fastball at 91 that is nothing to write home about. Yeah. Uh, what about Michael Waka, unranked to 89? I mean, he just dominated. Yeah. It, it was... It was dominated the Yankees, yeah, right? Yeah, command was amazing. It was command. It, like, his, his changeup was on fire. It was it was absurd. I, I hope that it works and continues. I don't know if it will, but I got to consider it. Yeah, I mean, listen, at this point, you uh, it's the same thing. I don't care who the Rays sign. When they sign someone, it's usually because they see something that they're going to be able to turn into an effective starter. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the, it's, it's the tale as old as time at this point. Like, it's unbelievable to me. And I want you to do this in the teapot voice now. <laughs> you're, you're demanding a lot of voices yeah, I for know. me. Please, right? I just got to gotta. <laughs> I, I'm going to need a raise. Um, all right, the last guy that we're going to talk about is, what, the best starter in the Nationals right now who have the worst FIPP all of baseball, and that's Joe Ross, who's Joe yet Ross. to give up an earned run despite facing the Dodgers and the Cardinals. You just said everything I was going to say. Okay. Great. Yeah. I mean, that that's look, he doesn't have the, the same repertoire and whiffs that he used to have when I got really excited back in 2014 or 15 uh, when he first came onto the scene. But yeah, I mean, maybe this works. By the know. logic that you use with Fulmer and Porcello, who will have the better remainder of 2021, Joe or Tyson Ross? <laughs> a rolling eye, uh, rolling team carries no Ross. Oh, 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 very nice, very nice. That 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 harkens back to uh, for uh, disappointment this year. The Hess truck is. Oh here. yeah, well I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I retired that one. I'm sorry, Joe Ross. I wish you do well. Yes, we all. And I, yes. uh, you know, I mean, yeah, Joe Ross should be better than Tyson. Yes, I agree with you. Now, before we wrap up, I, I mean, I don't think there have been any other. I think all the other starts were at like seven oh five, which is right as we are wrapping up right now. Right. Meaning that there aren't. I don't think uh, any things to report aside from that really poor Giolito start and that really nice Nathan Eovaldi start. Oh, excuse me. There is one thing to report. The first two outs for Joe Ross going tonight against the Cardinals. Two outs, two strikeouts to wow. start the game. <laughs> wow. How, how many swinging strikes? Uh, he has five swinging strikes in those first two. Seriously? Two, yeah, like four whiffs in the first game he had. 
Yeah, he had five, five swing strikes and a called strike in, in his first 12 pitches. Well, look at that. That old 50% CSW for the first two outs. <laughs> Can't wait till he just gets absolutely shellacked for the rest of the day. But hey, you know, no. Not going to happen with Joe Ross. No, I hope Marcus not. rule this. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, we could also, you know, maybe we could talk about Yerman Mercedes with his one and run three hits. No walks. Excuse I mean, me, two walks you, and no you case. see him pitch? No. <laughs> I did not get to watch it. I did Aww. not get to watch it, sadly enough. Listen, the only, the, the best, there is actually one, to be serious, there is one person missing on this list that I actually I'm surprised that he's not on this list, and maybe he's in the list above here, uh, but I don't see him either. Why did you not put... This guy should be, like, top 80. Why is Williams Estudillo not... Ah, there it is. Yeah, oh, okay. my God. Estudillo. You scare me for yeah, a moment. Yeah. Tortuga, I, I got to say, the separation of his changeup and fastball is amazing. I love him. I absolutely love him. It was, him. like, what, 46 to 72? Doesn't matter. It was so great. My, my brother, who doesn't really watch a lot of baseball, even sent me a TikTok being like, who is this guy? And I was like, the sit best. down. Yeah. I will tell you the tale <laughs> of La Tortuga. His um, facial expressions are the best. He's just a man, and yeah. he just seems like he's having so much fun every time absolutely. he plays baseball. I, 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 one of my favorite jerseys I because mm. um, who else owns a Williams Estadio jersey? Oh, so many. There's there are dozens no, of us. Maybe. <laughs> it's my dream to go to a game, like an away game, and to have him play and be like, Williams, I got your jersey. It's going to happen fast. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, all right. That is going to do it for episode number 255 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. And I'm Nick Pollock, and we'll talk to you guys next week.